Cave of Cool Podcast, Iteration 8. From the lands of Western Canada. Welcome to this week from the Cave of Cool. of Western Canada, the Wakanda of the North. Welcome to This Week from the Cave of Cool. I'm Calvin Hayden. And I'm Lou Rawls. <laughs> he is Lou Rawls. I brought Lou I'm Rawls. Jackson. We're going to talk about the Aquaman movie, which is the great movie that you should all see this Christmas. Bring your family. It is the Christmas movie that you have been waiting for under the sea. We're also going to talk about the uh, Avengers 4 trailer, which got released. What trailer? We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll also talk about the Star Trek Discovery new trailer. Spock smiles. Spock has a beard. Spock is dreamy. You want to see it. you got to choose. Jason Momoa or Spock. How can I choose? How can I ever choose? How, how can you possibly choose? God, you throw in Mark Hamill, and I, what can I do? Mark Hamill's a young Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Whatever. Real too much? Well, that's the new year. I'm going to be honest with all of you. Welcome to this week from the Cable Pool. Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool. Why should I care? Well, you should care because the Cave of Cool is your place on the Internet for everything cool-related. I surf the Internet all the time. I collect the best of the stuff that I think is interesting or cool. I review movies, television, comic books, anything pop culture. Cave of Cool is your source of cool. Doing it for 10 years, 42,000 posts, um, and millions, millions of potential followers. Can't be wrong. Well, that you've sold me. That sounds great. How do I get me some of this Internet goodness? You always go on to the Google, and the Google will take you to Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool. You could even put Canadian Cave of Cool or just Cave of Cool and it will pop up number one or two on your list. Follow the link and enjoy. I am the protector of the deep. Okay, now you saw Aquaman. Aquaman. Oh my God. My God. If there's ever, Calvin, thank you. If I ever started the Cave of Cool for a reason, it was because of my buddy Urian Minsk. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't care. He could be a mail order Russian bride. I would marry him tomorrow. Yeah. Right? A, a fake Russian bride. Because the man the man comes through for me every time. Hard I don't know how I don't know how they get these Russian screeners. I don't know what the code. I get the one time co- view code, right? Mm-hmm. And even though it's on my, my little twenty inch com, um, computer screen, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean it's like you take Zack Snyder out of the, the DC universe. And my God, you put this James Wan guy in who I, – I forget what he made before. I want to say Fast and the Fur- one of the Fast and the Furiouses, um, but uh, he's got all these digital tools to work with. Yeah. And he just went – he said in this interview I, I saw, he said uh, – somebody said, is Jason Momoa the reason if this movie doesn't work? And he just kind of <laughs> – he kind of laughed. He had this little giggle, mm-hmm. right? And he went, no, if this movie fails, it's me because if I couldn't harness the charismatic nature of this man, right? To play this character in a big superhero movie, mm-hmm. then I'm not worth nothing, right? It's all my, it's on me, right? Yeah. If this movie fails, and it, it the fact is, uh, when I when I seen it, I went and looked afterwards for the review. This is kind of my my common thing. Found nothing on Rotten Tomatoes. Found all these sites that were just paid sites that were fawning over it that you know, yeah. right? Like they were trying to get the the buzz up, and it had opened a couple weeks early in China. That's probably where they got their screeners from, because uh, China and Russia are very close. So that was like two weeks early. I'm watching. I get this, and I'm going, "Whoa! I didn't expect Aquaman for like two weeks, right?" Yeah. And um, but then when I watched, I just went, "Wow!" 
this movie is fantastic. It's 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 bright, it's colorful, it's goofy as it should be. Mm-hmm. It's funny in all the right places. It's touching. It's the best thing Nicole Kidman has ever done. And for me, I kind of hate her as a person with a lot of the Tom Cruise stuff, and she's mm-hmm. just the, the plastic surgery and like she did not age well for me as an actress. Mm-hmm. Even though the very first movie she was in, Dead Calm, that Australian one, right, is on the sea is very compelling with uh, the guy who was in Jurassic Park, uh, um, yeah. Sam Neill. Thank you. Um, very, very good movie. And in the '90s, when she first came on, she was just luminous. And in this one, she's luminous as Aquaman's mother. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like when you see Michelle Pfeiffer in Ant-Man and the Wasp, how beautiful she is in that. Mm-hmm. And you just see her that one time, and you just go, "Whoa, that's Michelle Pfeiffer." And then you see the same thing, Nicole Kidman. Wow, that's yeah. Nicole Kidman. Wow, forever. I, I will, when I, if I ever have a fantasy about Nicole Kidman, it'll be in that Aquaman hairdo. Of the Aquaman's mother, and again, the movie is is fun. It's exciting. It, it moves like the best video game. The visuals when they're fighting on that Greek island, he's fight, fighting Black Manta, who finally a villain with a better reason to hate the hero than um, uh, Killmonger did in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Right? There was like Michael B. Jordan had a great motivation to be the bad guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He just hated him because killed his father. His father killed his father, and yeah. they were related and like cousin and like that's some Shakespearean ass bullshit right there. Oh yeah. But so is Aquaman. Aquaman is very Shakespearean. If Shakespeare wrote a story about a goofy man who was a sea king, right? <laughs> um, it, that's exactly how it'd be. Orm, yeah. who's played by Patrick Wilson, who was what's his name in, in Watchmen. Um, uh, yeah, Night Owl. Night Owl, thank you. Um, in Watchmen, yeah. um, not a guy you'd think would be a, an action bad guy, you mm-hmm. know, but he plays the Ocean Master, Orm, the the, the second born right. of, of Atlantis, very well. And I'm, and I'm looking at this actor who's playing like the king of another Atlantean um, kingdom, who's the father of, of uh, uh, Mara, Amber Heard's character, Mara the, the, the redhead, right. and it's Dolph freaking Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. With the nose is a little different, but yeah. under the water f- effects, and I'm going, Dolph is in Creed 2. And he's in Aquaman, two of yeah. the biggest movies this year. Dolph, what the hell? I thought you'd be like like uh, 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 Jean Claude Val, um, you know Jean Claude. Uh, there, you'd be like uh, lost doing B movie bullshit, right? Yeah. But you're you're in some A list projects, my he's, brother. He's coming back, man. He, he is. He's got a, he's got a nostalgia for him now. Mm-hmm. And he played like I haven't seen Creed two yet, but I've seen his clips of with uh, with uh, Stallone. Yeah. And Dolph Dolph holds up, man. He got the he's, that's Ivan Drago. You know, you know, that's an old bitter Ivan Drago. Dolph was always underrated. I thought so too. You know, he man never got even though, the, the even though he man he's goofy, right? He man is totally goofy. He's goofy. But I Frank love Langella, I love it. So Frank Langella is so good as Skeletor. You know, Frank it's, Langella made me believe that he was Jack Palance. Uh, yes, 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 yes. That's brilliant. That yeah. is brilliant. Yes, I yeah, mean, no, I, I absolutely love He-Man, and I, you know, uh, I did too. And when you see the documentary about the history of He-Man, mm-hmm. and it was made by Golden and Globus, of course, which were those eighty Schlockmeisters who made yeah. John Claude Van Damme's um, Bloodsport, which became huge. They made a ton of. They made Jim yeah. which this postulates a martial art based on gymnastics with little <laughs> Kurt, whatever his name is, and of course he goes into this mountain town. In, in in like Slovakia or something, yeah. and every place around the corner in this medieval town are things that look like pommel horses, and <laughs> right, and he's able to get on this pommel horse and kick all these guys who are trying to attack him yeah. because the pommel horse for some reason in the middle of a medieval medieval town, right? Yeah. Um, 
Classic. They made such bad movies. Um, <laughs> but they made Master of the Universe, and of course they ran out of money and everything. But that final scene where him and Dolph are fighting in kind of like the shade with the lighting and everything. Yeah. I mean, they, they did that on the fly with, with, with Dolph and a stunt guy, mm-hmm. uh, because Frank Langella was done with their bullshit at that point. Yeah. Um, after turning in one of the greatest roles ever, ever, of all time. Mm-hmm. And next to his role in Cutthroat Island, which people don't recognize as being equally as brilliant. Yeah. Um, but when he played those two roles, he was just into his mojo back then. Yeah. So He-Man, yeah. But Dolph, yeah, in He-Man, I mean, he he took on that goofiness, and he wasn't the strongest line reader yeah. at the time. But oh, I love that movie yeah. so much. So now that was a big, 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 you know, weird, big, you know, oh, see it. And this is Aquaman is the same way. I mean, that's you know, it's got seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. People right. have been saying it's it's mad, it's goofy, but it's so much fun. It is fun. It's fun from beginning to end. You never get bored with it. There's so many scenes of – like you've seen chase scenes before and you've seen fight scenes before and you've seen all this stuff before. But it's so fresh here. It's presented around an era of fun. I, I said in my, like I said in my review, the, the actor – like Jason Momoa may doubt himself as a character or in the movie as a, as a king right, or a hero. Mm-hmm. But the audience never does. He's got a charm and an ability to deliver the goods in this movie that he took on. Aquaman is no longer a joke. He's not trying to open a school for semen, right? You know what I mean? Like an aging home for semen, for aging semen. Yeah. Like, we all got the joke, guys. Come yeah. on, right? And and he, he stopped being a joke. He's a legitimate badass, seven-tenths of the world. He's the king of, and he'll kick your ass if you deny that. And the, the character arc is very interesting. You know, he's got to fail before he succeeds. It's very Black Panther. Right. DC looked at Black Panther and go, what can we do to make a, a movie just as good without black people mm-hmm. under the sea, right? right. When I was um, 11 years old I, or, or 12 years old, I had to go to Pinawa, freaking Manitoba, to mm-hmm. stay with my aunt for two weeks with my sister and my cousin. Right. And every, every morning I took swim lessons in that freaking cold lake. Lake! And the maniac, you know what swim lesson was? Swim out to that middle, that pontoon in the middle of the lake, swim back, lesson over, mm-hmm. Right. If you get there and back, you know, I can tell your parents you got to go to workout because it took you 10 minutes to get there and probably 15 to get back once you had died on a platoon and think I could stay all day, but then you got cold and hungry. Yeah. Right? And then I had to swim back. Well, he sat in his little chair yeah. and, and took cat. I wonder how much they paid him because he took a cut from each of us kids, basically. Right? <laughs> and, and he wouldn't let us get our change or like you couldn't get the key to get into your, your little locker where you hid your change to get <laughs> snacks until after you'd swum back. Yeah. Right. He kept all the keys, so he couldn't like say, "I'm gonna swim. I'm gonna get my snack." Right. It was like it was insane. So this was I, this was on a lake that you. It was on a lake, so it was cold in the morning. It was cold in the afternoon. It was cold at night. Yeah. And even if it was like 35 degrees in Pinawa, Manitoba, where they had Manitoba's only nuclear reactor, by the way, uh-huh. so they built a whole town around it for the people to live in. Yeah. So all the houses were beautiful. It was like very manicured, very nice, but it just was in the middle of nowhere in Manitoba. In southern Manitoba. Um, but And I had to stay there with my aunt and my, my uncle, and it was horrible. But the the one kind of store that they had, like a Sears, had uh, these monster models, like the big tarantula and stuff, the dioramas. Oh, yeah. So I built about four of those over the two-week period, so I survived. But I swam in that damn lake, man, uh, every damn day. And so I should be on Survivor. Okay. And so I'm you're, a, but, but, but you're, so you're, you can swim. You're no Aquaman. 
I'm no Aquaman, but your boy, I would want to be. If I was a kid, I'm telling everybody out there, if you've got a kid or you got kids, take them to this movie, man. This is to be seen in a big screen. Like, make it a Christmas gift. Take the family. Okay. Get Chinese food like the Jewish people. Now, it's right? not, it hasn't been released yet. It's not released No, it's coming out in North America next so, week. And the funny thing is, they're getting to this point where they're releasing movies in China like a couple weeks early. Mm-hmm. Because China is very funny with these kind of high concept movies. Mm-hmm. They don't do time travel very well. They don't do Star Wars very well. They do life in space very well um, because there's something about their culture, right? It's same with Russia. Russia doesn't do mutants or superheroes all that well. No. The movies don't do well in Russia because they don't have a history for that. Yeah. There's one movie they made called Guardians uh, a couple of years ago that I, I, I showcase on the Kiva Cool yeah, often. That, yeah. Very good in terms of a Russian superhero movie. The dubbed version is horrible because mm-hmm. the lines are uh, insane. But the effects are really good with a good villain who can control machinery. So he can shut down armies and turn them back on and use them against some drones and everything against the enemies. Mm-hmm. And he got four really cool mutant characters who, who have real kind of cool powers. Mm-hmm. And, and they do the movie really well. And when you've got a guy that's half bear from the top bottom up, right, wears pants without a shirt and he's a bear. He's like Smokey the Bear. Yeah. But he carries a big fifty caliber machine gun right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he can shoot while he's a bear. Yeah. A bear! Right, it's 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 good, but but so they they released Aquaman in 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 um in China and it's already made a hundred million dollars. Okay, so people are losing it for Aquaman in China, so it, it just bodes very well for this movie that it's going to be massive because I think everybody who's seen it is seventy percent. I don't believe that. Um, because it should be much higher. Well, this, I can't this, see this is based on advanced reviews, of course. Right, advanced reviews. That's right. Wait till the the more other ones come out. Yeah. I think it's going to be much so much higher. The twenty first is when it gets released, which is right. next Friday. Yes. Um, and of course, you you might be listening. It might be it might have been released by the time you list. Yeah. Listening but to I would podcast. suggest guys guys go out go out go to a matinee, take a kid. Yeah. I mean, you're going to make their life because and the kids are going to be out of school. Yeah. They're going to be wanting something. They're going to you know they want to go see Aquaman. Right. And they, so, they really are. Like if I was still teaching, when I was teaching, we took kids uh, three years in a row to see Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship, two, The Two Towers, and Return of the King in three successive years. Oh. And yeah. these kids were in grade seven, grade eight, and grade nine. Yeah. And every year it was like, are we going this year? Yeah, you bet. Right. Mm-hmm. And we took them the last week of school. We kind of made the arrangement when the matinee, the theaters had the special kind of thing for schools yeah. because it was Lord of the Rings, and and it was amazing. I was so blessed that I got to do that with those kids. And the third year, it was insane because I had never read how all the way through the third book. And I've told this story before where I had to basically be told how the move, how the film ended and how what happened to Frodo when he got to Mount Doom. Yeah, I didn't even know he got to Mount Doom. But so the third one, I was kind of bluffing my way through and saying, I'm not telling. Mitchell, you read the book. I'm not telling. Right? And I kind of bluffed my way through the whole Cause, thing. Because you had no idea. You didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. I had heard. But I didn't, had never seen it, never read it for myself, and never really asked. But I told you I was at a at a university party once, and people were talking about it, and I listened in mm-hmm. because I was really high and drunk. And they were talking <laughs> about the ending to that book and how if they ever make a movie, will they do it that way, and what happened to Gollum? And I knew enough from watching that cartoon. I knew halfway down yeah. deep, and you know the rest I kind of surmised. Mm-hmm. I knew Boromir died, and so, but you know, I I, I kind of got the rest, but I didn't fill in all the blanks until until very much later. Yeah. So I would have taken kids definitely to 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 see this as kind of like, and I would have made a, like a big point about it yeah. because kids need to have that kind of wonder. And Christmas is so devoid of that these days. Mm-hmm. And I just like I would love to see kids just sit in a movie and leave that movie and say, whoa, that was like it's made for a ten year old. 
Yeah. I mean, I even teared up a little bit, and I shouldn't be, right? <laughs> I should be strong and say, no, but that they manipulated my emotion shamelessly, right? <laughs> but I'm not thinking at the time. I'm thinking, this is pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And, and you know, there's no Star Wars film. That's right. This, you know, this, that's right. And thank God. So this is, there's this is the big tentpole movie. Thank you, and it is, and it should be. Mm-hmm. And with all the Oscar ones that are coming out, it's nice to see that awards season that people are remembering Black Panther, mm-hmm. even though it's going to lose to Star is Born. And I can be okay with that because I want Lady Gaga to get her Oscar well, so she gets the legitimacy that she really deserves uh, yeah. for her bravery, for her courage, for pushing things and taking the, the shit for it yeah. when, when she just entertains me. And like I say, I will not watch a Star is Born because she is, he is so unbelievably good in it, and she is so unbelievably attractive and charming. And just I watch the, the, the trailers, and I want to see more. Okay, so I you, want, so you I still, want you still haven't seen – no, and I probably I, I'll know, and I know something really bad either happens to her or him, and I I know the yeah. story, and I yeah, I, yeah, I, no, I have okay. a bad feeling, and I know, but I it's like War Horse. I can never watch War Horse because any movie where a horse is being in danger, yeah, I have real hard problems with. Right. I just my dad my dad was an artilleryman in World War One. They used the horses to pull with mm-hmm. the the howitzer guns, mm-hmm. and a lot of horses died. And mm-hmm. we used to have a picture in our hallway of of a guy saying goodbye to his dead horse, yeah, while they were pulling their cannon. Shirtless in World War One as the enemy's advancing, mm-hmm. and and so I've been raised on dead horses and yeah. how much I hate dead horses. Yeah. So I won't watch War Horse, okay. but I will also won't watch The Stars Born if because it's just her yeah. and the way she looks, and I know she's the one that dies, and I know she probably kills herself, and <gasps> because he does something stupid, <gasps> right? I don't want that in my my life. Okay. But Aquaman. <laughs> Go see. Aquaman I mean, William okay, now, Dafoe, how does it compare to? I mean, the the biggest okay. DC movie, the the most popular DC movie yep. so far has been uh, Wonder Woman. How does it compare to Wonder Woman? I think Wonder Woman. Um, uh, I would. I would. Wonder Woman. I like. I like. Like more because it's just Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and they really did her well after all the years of of, of short stroking us about it, right? Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman had so many ways to fail and it and it didn't. Um, Wonder Woman though suffers from that thing where somehow that dark effects at the end get a hold of it. Yeah, and that it happens at night, mm-hmm. and it, of course it makes her lasso light up more. And but the fight, it should be happening in the daytime. Right. Everything in Aquaman happens in the bright daylight. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things that are dark, but those those are dark animals and dark creatures in a dark sea. But also, but you know, you're under the water. There's not, you know, it's, it right. And if that water. effect, yeah, and if that effect didn't sell, where where you, someone's underwater talking to someone else, yeah, if that didn't work, you would totally be out of this. But for some reason, that effect. Really, really, really works. Mm-hmm. So you, you, the illusion of these guys can talk underwater. Oh, mm-hmm. I can talk underwater. Okay, great. I don't explain it any bit more, yeah. right? It's done, and you're convinced. Of course, when they show the crowd cheering, that famous scene where they all cause for a moment, and they look at each other, and then they cheer. Yeah. After the two com- clash. Yeah. Um, you can tell that those characters are CGI. Like you can tell some of the fight scenes with the Tridents are CGI characters. Yeah. There's no way of avoiding that. The human brain and the human eye combine to no way you can trick it. Mm-hmm. You can trick it with, with fake stuff like mm-hmm. buildings and cars, but you can't trick it with living creatures. Yeah. You can almost trick it with hair. If you watch the trailer to Battle um, Angel Alita with mm-hmm. uh, – with, uh, what's his name? The guy from Germany who Christoph was in – Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Who she plays a, a cyborg who's kind of a mega magna, magna character mm-hmm. and a human, so she's anime and human to combine. You can tell she's a robot, yeah, because that's just the way they animate her next to a human character. But man, her hair, her body, her skin is flawlessly human, except that her they're, eyes are incredibly huge. That's, that's right, story. that's right. They're very huge yeah. in anime. But even if they did her as a regular human, mm-hmm. your mind would still 
not be totally 100% convinced and fooled. Right. Because I, I hear that there's 10,000 points of reference. When anybody looks at a human face mm-hmm. or our face like Oksana that you know, that you've seen before, mm-hmm. it registers immediately in your brain. It just can tell. Mm-hmm. Like, like face recognition software. Yeah. It's based on that fact that humans can recognize what the computer never can replicate. Um, which is kind of it's it's nice for AI that maybe we'll be almost be our own um, um, Terminator detectors like dogs are. Yeah. Right. We'll be able to tell when before we get greased by by Arnold. Mm-hmm. Of course, if they make the Terminators now look like Arnold, we're pretty much yeah, they're they're hooped, right? We're well, gonna know right away. Yeah. Oh please, why is Arnold Schwarzenegger in Red Deer, Alberta? <laughs> to kill Sarah Connor. Look her up on the phone, man. Look her up. <laughs> There's three Sarah Connors. There's three of us. <laughs> Do we say first, right? Because uh, that's the way it would go uh, <laughs> with me. But Aquaman, I'm telling you guys, would the Cave of Cool ever lie to you? I mean, Calvin knows what a good superhero movie is and what it's not. Because I've seen, I've been to the, I have been to the mountains and I have been to the desert, <laughs> and so I've seen the Captain America from the 1980s. I've seen oh. the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. I love I, the, I, I like. The I, Dolph love I love it. I love it. But when you but stack it up. It's the Catwoman of Punisher movies. That's true, yes. That's true. After you've seen John Barenthal okay, so, be Punisher. Well, yeah. So I'd, I'd see it, man. I'd see it with a friend. I'd see it with family. I'd see it with a kid. If there's an yeah. orphan kid, if there's a little match girl, <laughs> take just, her just, to just this just movie. For crying out loud, up. don't let her freeze on the sidewalk. Man, if you do, Warm I got up problems in the theater. with you people. Yeah. I uh, will release my vengeance on the yeah. world if I hear of a little match girl. Yeah. Be, with matches still in her pocket. Yeah. I mean, oh. oh. So... Aquaman yes. will be released uh, December 21st. Yes. Big screens. Biggest screen oh, you can find. Only way to see it. Biggest 3D. You can, find. you can see it in 3D. If you can see it with those rumble seats, yep. right? Will they serve you booze and a hot dog? Go for it, man. <laughs> Go see like, it. Like, make it a Christmas present. It's going to be a big... Take the stocking. Take the family. Exciting. Because it's big exciting. It's big exciting. It will disappoint nobody. Okay. Even the most jaded... Um, um, person on your list. Even somebody like even... I bet you my mother, who believes in nothing unreal... Uh, nothing mm-hmm. that is unreal will she like enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. No Star Wars, no even even Harry Potter. Yeah. When that got a little little spooky, she got kind of off the track of that, yeah. right? So talking animals, no, she don't buy that. Duh. Even Babe get a little trouble with. Now I like that pig, but why is he talking, yeah. right? You know, because he's gonna be bacon one day, despite what he did, <laughs> right? Because they all look the same, right? Mm-hmm. And one pig sounds like the other pig. I may mistake the two, yeah. right? So she's even she would enjoy the, the movie. I get Jason Momoa very um, good. Uh, SNL last week another. I'm going to bitch about SNL again because Lorne Michaels, mm-hmm. you have lost me, my brother. I would love to be your friend and support you, but I swear to God, if I see you in public, I'm going to ream you out in front of all your friends, <laughs> and I will make you cry. He did this sketch last week, like he did the, the week before with Steve Carell, that was so freaking funny. It made me think that someone else was approving sketches, because the the show kind of. It's been so up and down this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with all the hosts. But they did that one with Steve Carell where the cat's lab was exposed to space in space. Yeah. And the cats all got frozen. Mm-hmm. And the cats are floating around this. This uh, He's doing a uh, – have you seen it? I have not seen it yet. Okay. No. Steve Carell is doing this talk to children back on Earth, and they're in the space yeah. station, right? And they have this accident where the cats in the lab all get fr- – and the monkeys all get frozen. Mm-hmm. So the frozen monkeys are floating around on the screen, and it's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. And a cat, his face kind of turned inward like a butt. Yeah. 
when the de- decompression happened, and so a cat with a butt for a face kind of floats by. And Leslie Jones floats by and goes, a cat has a butt for a face, right? And it all looks like they're floating in space. Mm-hmm. And then Olga, who's the Russian cosmonaut, is outside the, the space station near the window, uh-huh. and she keeps banging her head against the window because she's out in space floating around, uh-huh. right? And it's and her hair's up like she would be if she fell out of the space station. And the kids are all watching this horror. And it's very, very funny. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I couldn't share that because no. you can't get a clip in Canada. Which is one of the reasons why I haven't seen it. Just... Oh, exactly. And I go insane because I watch Saturday Night Live without commercials every week because mm-hmm. I love Weekend Update and I have to see yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And and so I get caught in the first the cold opening and everything. That's yeah. very political often. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, – but it, it – it, but this week it had Jason Momoa was on. Very good. But it had a, a, a Elf on the Shelf sketch. Oh. And you know Elf on the Shelf is the creepy new thing where the elf kind of yeah. watch these children at night when they're sleeping and reports back to Santa. Yeah. And if you're good, he brings you little treats and you got to go look for him, the little freak, right? Mm-hmm. And he looks like a freak. And they did this illusion where Santa's sitting there and you got the three elves sitting there, right? Mm-hmm. And they look little. And Jason Momoa's in an elf costume. And they're all talking about their little, their children they have. And Jace Momoa's got a kid who's 12 now. He's turned 12. Yeah. And he's 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 discovered masturbation, but he doesn't say <laughs> masturbation. But everything alludes to it, right? Yeah. But the kid, the kids, you know, what can I get him? You can get him some socks, soft socks, right? And he's saying things like, uh, sometimes when he's doing it, he watches me, right? <laughs> and it freaks me out. Can I just have another kid, Santa? And he's talking like that with the voice modulated. <laughs> And it's the funniest thing because the, the, the not, Santa and the other two elves do not get at all what he's talking about. But he's he's talking about how freaky this kid is, right? And that's all he does every day because since he discovered himself, right? He discovered his body, right? And I so wish I could share it because I'd be laughing as much as I'm laughing about the live PD Santa thing. Yeah. Like I wish I could share the audio of this Santa clip. Or the guy saying, motherfucker car, and then he bounced off this motherfucker, and then he hit the postal motherfucker, and then this, then he sees the skid mark. Like he's almost like an accident recreated guy, right? Yeah. Doing accident recreations with motherfucker, every, every third word. Um, and that's what that sketch was like. And it was the funniest thing. And I can't share it with you. And so anybody that's seen it, they're peeing themselves laughing. But again, why SNL? Why? I will ask you, give me one sketch a week I can share with the world. Yeah. And I will I will keep your program on for the next ten years. You can yeah. coast, you can slide, Lauren, into death, into blissful death. Yeah. Um, and Honestly, I'll I, I I don't know what the motive. I don't know why certain videos aren't available in Canada. There's some about rights, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you but know? you know what? It's always the ones that that are almost cutting their own throat. Yeah. Right. Like it's like I'm not gonna what I'm gonna steal the your best work and put out a video in Canada with <laughs> with a clip art picture that yeah. I've cut out and sell it on the street corner yeah. and make myself two dollars. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, I you just know what? Like there's not there's not enough YouTube viewers in Canada to make make a dent in no. You know, no. Honestly, we're not we're not computer really, literate at honestly, all. Come no. on. There's, we there's don't just, have over ninety percent computer literacy in Canada. No, no. No. Every, even if we did, we don't have the numbers. <laughs> Yeah, There's not enough Canadians in the world to do to make. We're trying. To, we're trying you know. to introduce our immigrants who have lots of sex and children. We're trying. Yeah. But what can we do, man? Yeah. It's cold. Yeah. yeah. It's, cold. it's cold. You can't make thirteen children and live on a plantation anymore. No. You can't have thirty slaves and their children. I mean, you can't. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta cut it back, man. Yeah. But yeah. I know what you're right. It, it, we can't compete with that. No. You know. And and it it just makes me crazy because it's the whole world. It's like why why Canada? Is yeah. it the CRTC? And it's bad enough. Lorne Michaels is Canadian, and I know he has something to do with it. And he's a sellout. 
And he, he sold us all down the river for what? A few shekels? You don't deserve to be able to cross the border anymore, buddy. Yeah. I mean, somehow, I, like, I don't know how, somehow these sketches get through. And the reason I watch, because I want to really laugh at something once a week. Mm-hmm. And I do. And we can update, never lets me down. Yeah. They always know, got something funny. Honestly, all, all the funniest, the funniest stuff in this Saturday Night Live usually comes from Canada. I mean, oh, always. You know, I mean, like, always. I mean, and honestly, Canadian stuff, Canadian, I mean, the funniest know. stuff in the world comes from Canada. It starts in Second City in Toronto. Yep. Starts at SCTV. You know, yep. that, that's where it all started yep. from. It all sprang from. We know funny. We know funny. We know and funny. We, and we, ever since t- television came to Canada, CBC, we have been blessed with things like Monty Python, the two Ronnies, mm-hmm. um, Benny Hill, as yeah. much as I hate him. But from <laughs> England, we got all that stuff. Yeah. America, we got the best of like George Carlin. Rickles. Don Rickles. Yeah. Don, Don Rickles. Rickles. Even, even um, um, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, yes. I have all his comedy albums. When well, I was yeah, everyone had their I started out album. as a child. I know that whole album. Yes. Um, it's, be- it's beautiful comedy and funny. We just know funny because we're influenced mm-hmm. by that. And when yeah. you live in a culture where you're, you're sealed in the, the house six months a year, mm-hmm. ba- basically, you have to learn to have a sense of humor and get along with people. Yeah. Because if you don't, it, there's going to be mass murder. Yeah. In Canada, and we just we just get funny. We understand funny. We know it's funny, and that's why I said you're right. All of the comedians, most of the comedians, a good percentage of comedians that influence comedy, and since the age of movies, has been Canadian mm-hmm. um, or British, because for some reason we, you know, we have a thing for that. We 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 just got the I don't know this the comedy. The influence. We just see it from everywhere. Yeah. We, we, can, we can filter out what's not funny. We know it's not funny. Like Larry the Cable Guy is not funny. Get her done. Not funny. Not Jeff funny. Foxworthy, not funny. Yeah. He may be a retard if you're, you yeah. know, whatever. But yeah. but it's like, you know, you 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 know you see, here's, you know, it's like, okay, red that comedy. It's like, well, come on, guys. You know, that's really not funny. So right. what do you do? It's like, well, let's let's show them how it's done. So, you know, we'll do Letter Kenny. Right. right. You know, which right. is hilarious. Right. It's very good, but you got to get into the vibe. It's like Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Right? You trailer Park Boys, exactly. It's like you don't get it. Yeah. You watch 10 episodes, you start to understand. Yeah. You watch 20 episodes, you're converted. Yeah. But I'm still sorry, but the Steve French, the cougar, mm-hmm. when, when, when they, they got to, they tell that cougar that, oh, sorry, you got to stay out here. We can't, because the cougar's eating all their dope. Yeah. So they make a dispenser <laughs> for the cougar to eat their weed. So the cougar can get his weed. Bubbles make his dispenser, but they tell the cougar you got to go back, you got to let him go, and he takes off the collar, and they think this trained cougar is going to just walk away from the car. <laughs> the three actors standing there, the cougar looks at the three of them, turns around, walks back in the back seat of the car, and jumps in the back seat like he's going back for a nap. Yeah. And the three of them just look at each other, and he tells, it's totally improv, right? Yeah. What the fuck do we do now, right? Yeah. Do we close the door? Good thing the cougar didn't kill us, but like you know, he's a he's a big guy. Show him, show your package, right? When he meets the girl cougar, um, but it, that that one episode, or the one they when they hijacked Rita McNeil to mm-hmm. pick their dope for him for tour bus, right? Yeah. And Rita McNeil is out there picking weed for <laughs> with their shoes off. Yeah. And when they hijack her tour bus because they need people to pick weed for them. <laughs> oh my God! Like you get it when you've seen enough of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just know funny, man. We, we just, do. We do. Canadians know funny. We know funny. All right. <sighs> this thing on? Hey, Miss Potts. If you find this recording, don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. 
just for the record, being adrift in space with zero promise of rescue is more fun than it sounds. Food and water ran out four days ago. Oxygen will run out tomorrow morning. That'll be it. When I drift off, I will dream about you. It's always you. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, Avengers Four uh, trailer, which That's finally, nothing. you know, after all the teasing, they finally dropped one. What? You know, what did they drop? The Avengers Four. They, you know, or nothing, the nothing. They dropped nothing. Well, it's got you know, it it it, it had enough in it. What do you to, know? To what do you know you didn't know before? Well, okay, you know that Tony Stark is out there and lost in space, right? And which dying. is which is which prompted people to to go go to NASA, and I hope they're jokingly because other. Some people say jokingly. People went to NASA and say, "Can you rescue Tony Stark?" He's like, yeah, that's you know, cool though. That's it, cool that they think that it, it's all connected. I love it. Yeah, but I mean, and NASA, of course, says, "Well, you know, we got your back, Tony. Don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but, right. Okay, so he better come back, okay. or NASA going to look like bad, right? You but promised that's, us. Yeah, but that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's that. The, what what do we know? Okay, Tony Stark is trapped out in space, and he got pieces of his Iron Man suit, which yeah. was severely damaged on that planet. And, and Where's he, Nebula? You know, Where's he, Nebula? He, he with a him? heartfelt message for Pepper Potts. Right, right. Which is just heartbreaking. It's emotional, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. And of course, everyone's all sad and moby right. because you know half the cast died. You know? And I hear it six years later. For half the reason. cast of the universe died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. So of course they're all like, you know, well, I don't know. It's got to work because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't. You right. Know, it's What's going to work? What? What? And then what? and then Scott Lang shows up. Right. It's like, hello and guys, Scient Man, let me in. You're not buzzing. And everybody's right? thinking quantum realm. How did he? Did he move through time? Um, something in the quantum realm and Ant-Man is really, really important because why would he show up and how did he find – like Steve Rogers must be well-known or, or they must know how to find him at this time. Yeah. Right? Because how did, how did Ant-Man in that truck find him? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all these little Easter eggs people say are there and I don't – I haven't looked at those videos because they drive me crazy because mm-hmm. they get me thinking too much. But really, it was a nothing burger. It was, it, it was almost like, like a, a fan thing somebody made from discarded clips. Yeah. But, no way. I mean, because I well, wanted more. I speaking, wanted to see speaking like, of discarded things. I mean, you know, obviously Thanos has hung up his armor. Yes, on a it's, kind it's of scarecrow. Now, but be, it's a scarecrow in his garden now. Like in the comics, that's yeah. how yeah. Silver Surfer found him afterwards. Yeah, he was a farmer. He was a yeah. simple man. Yeah, probably regretting his so, decision. Now, the only thing that this, the only thing that the, the trailer really told us is like, yes, they they are making another movie. Yeah, it's like yeah, don't panic. Yeah. We, that's we, right. We, we're we're not. We, There's we new footage. We, we filmed been, things we with haven't these just actors. been sitting back spending the money on the first one on yeah. snacks and stuff like that. We're actually going to make another one. Right. So, so, yeah. Yeah. so don't chill. worry. We're going to go and feed you filthy animals a little bit. Yeah. They probably went, oh my God, they think it's coming out Wednesday. Yeah. How many days can you morons, you morons who started this rumor, like there's probably like three guys going, <laughs> right? In some movie studio that work on the, the you know, that release these trailers, right? Mm-hmm. Like their boss is probably getting chewed out by some some producer guys, right? The Russo brothers. Yeah. Tore him a strip off, and then he's tore a strip off his boys, and said, you know, you guys got two days. Put me together something with this footage that's on the floor, like like yeah. cutting room stuff, right? And they put something together with Endgame, right? And they yeah. thought they'd, they'd satisfy us. And they go, did they buy it? Did they buy it? Yeah. And it seems for most part people kind of calm down and find other things to complain about. But me, I went, what was that? Yeah. That that. I mean, I, I was 
almost more like when the when the the last Jedi came out and they showed us that footage with all that was there, like with with what's her name with a lightsaber and that rock and everything, and, and then Luke given you know she gives him the lightsaber and you see more of Luke and stuff and those little pod guys right. Yeah. And, the, and the, the Millennium Falcon and the red on the, the white sands, and you're going, woo, this is going to be great. They gave you something. But even then I went, oh, I'm underwhelmed, yeah. right? I was so selfish back then, three years ago. I, you know, I went, I, I don't, they didn't give me nothing when they gave me everything, right? And then I see this, and I'm supposed to be happy with this, this scrap you gave me. It's like give me a cracker with nothing on it because you had one extra cracker, but you didn't have any extra cheese. Right, it's it's like I got the one cracker left on the tray. <laughs> it's just I don't know. I was very underwhelmed. Okay. I wanted to see more. I wanted to see more of the heroes in action. Yeah. I wanted to see. I wanted to see one shot where all the heroes were kind of braced for battle, and but they're all women. Yeah. And it oh, was well, General Lacoya in the front with mm-hmm. with Wasp. Yeah. Like they were the two that were leading this female Avengers army. Mm-hmm. Right. I look almost like a female group. Yeah. And I wanted to see that clip. Well, you know, and and um, so the thing is, so many of these movies are are they're they're so CGI heavy. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously those scenes aren't finished. Yeah, we can't. So you know, they want to show you the big big scenes, but they they only they can only show you the stuff that's actually, you know. But they do kind of so far in advance. You'd think that they'd arrange the the special effects shots in such a way. Okay, guys, for the trailer, this is what I need. Yeah. I need boom 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 boom. I need a piece of all this stuff. Yeah. Right. You can finish. The Thanos um, bathroom scene, <laughs> but I need the scene where he's drying his hands under the the hair thing, yeah. like the hand dryer, right? <laughs> and going, am I getting chlamydia, right? <laughs> because that's what we all are under that hand dryer, because that's not right. You yeah. shouldn't blow in warm air in a toilet facility. Yeah. I'm just telling you how germs grow. Okay. I'm just saying yeah. what an auto what a what a what a what a um, uh, Autoclave does, right, or something. It kills yeah. the germs, but there's also one that makes the germs, right, an incubator, <laughs> and that's what the bathrooms are with yeah. that heat. That you create with the warm air. Okay. Okay. It's an incubator. Public service plague. announcement for the people out there. Thanks. Plague. Don't yeah. use the hair dryer thing. Yeah. It plagues you. Um. So yeah. So it, it, it's the same thing. It's just diseased. Yeah. So I, I want more. I want more. I want something. Give me. Give me. Give me. So this is just. This is a tea. This is actually all, as much of a tease as it was. Like, maybe we'll drop it then. Maybe we'll drop it tomorrow. Maybe we'll. Yeah. Drop it. And thinking. Thinking, will it get us to Super Bowl mm-hmm. when we're going to spend a ridiculous amount of insane amount of money mm-hmm. to put the same 30-second commercial out with footage everybody has already seen, yeah. and we're going to pat ourselves on the back? Mm-hmm. Um, when, when guys, you're past the Super Bowl stage. You're bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl is a, is a come down for you. Yeah. Super Bowl, I want to see maybe uh, a new Captain Marvel trailer, but mm-hmm. she'll be out by then maybe. Well, that's the end of January, so she's not yeah. until March. Yeah. Um, maybe give me a really good Captain Marvel trailer that shows me that the cat is the cat from the comic books mm-hmm. who can kind of, kind of like special powers. Mm-hmm. That's why the cat's a big deal in the trailer. I see that the now the cat, yeah. Now I didn't know that about the cat. Okay. And yeah, Nick Fury's really attached to the cat. Yeah. There's a lot of fan art out there now with Nick Fury and his cat yeah. and the cat. And the cat does have a name, and I know the cat is uh, an alien cat, yeah. and the cat can teleport in a way. So the cat's got special powers too. Yes. So I'm hoping that they work up that angle because damn, we need a superpowered cat in yeah. some show. I mean, hopefully until, it'll be in the movie. Cat. Hopefully like, it'll be my, actually in in the movie and not just like a post credit sequence. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because yeah. it, my Danger Cat idea, Danger Cat 2.0. You know what? There's the, a crying out there for a cat in the movies. That's gold. That Danger gold. Cat. You know. Isn't it gold? And and honestly, the if there's idea. some some TV producer out there who's Who's looking for an idea for a, an action solid wow. action 
TV series. You got a girl that's like Kim Possible. And I invented this before I saw Kim Possible. Yeah. I invented this back in almost in high school. Yeah. And Honey Glaze, because I thought of that name, was a great name for a stripper. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Honey Glaze. Honey Glaze. But Honey Glaze, Honey Glaze is the is the smartest girl in the world, basically. She she scores off the charts on everything. She's not she's the CIA and NASA's greatest student. MIT, you know what I mean? Yeah. She, she's fourteen, she's brilliant. And she has a kitten. And the kitten gets run over by a car in her front lawn uh, front yard. Mm -hmm. And she uses her scientific skills to implant a chip in the spine of her kitty to make it walk again. Mm -hmm. But the chip also gives the cat the ability to access Wi-Fi and, and Internet information. Like in that show, Intelligence, where the guy had the chip in his head, yep. right? I thought of all this 20 fucking years ago, right? Mm -hmm. like, but the cat is talk. It can talk, but they mm -hmm. put a special collar on it so it looks like the collar is doing the talking. Mm -hmm. But the cat's doing the talking, it's right? It's the cat, yeah. It's the cat. But the cat's very smart, and the cat's a little arrogant like cats are. Mm -hmm. And the cat gets onto all these adventures with her. Mm -hmm. And the cat's kind of the ace in the hole because no one suspects the cat is very smart. Right, and the cat has this little backpack he wears, mm -hmm. which he has these little hands that come out, so the cat can actually manipulate things and write messages. Yeah, like cat paws can't, right? Mm -hmm. And so, Danger Cat is is 2.0 is the name of the cat, and Honey Glade, and they go on all these adventures. And I could have them in space, yep. where the cat's got to do a, a spacewalk to fix their capsule. Yeah, and then they land in Kazakhstan, where they're in another adventure. But every Christmas, I'd put out like 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 uh, Doctor Who does the Danger Cat Christmas special, mm -hmm. which would be a cartoon special. Yeah. This year, because I saw a picture of a cat punching Hitler, mm -hmm. Danger Cat will go back in time with Honey Glaze to, because Donald Trump got into a time machine yep. that he found that America had, and he goes back and he he tries to change history with Hitler, tries to mm -hmm. team up with Hitler because the only book Hit, uh, Trump ever read is Mein Kampf, right? Mm -hmm. And he keeps it on his bedside table. So uh, so they go back and of course uh, Danger Cat's is bitching because I told them that this would happen if they built the time machine. Yep. Good thing I built another time machine. <laughs> So we could fix the problems with their time machine. Uh -huh. So Danger Cat and Honey go back in time, and they save the day and beat up Donald Trump and beat up Hitler and, and realize that they can't change history. They can only change themselves, right, to make the world a better place. And so they let history go the way it was supposed to with Hitler and winning the war, but they remove Donald Trump before he makes any trouble, mm -hmm. and they put him back where he kind of – is like Scrooge. Maybe he sees the error in his ways. I don't know, but I haven't written the whole thing. In that's my head that's yet. some solid writing, Jack. That's, that's oh, wouldn't that be great? Right wouldn't it be I mean, great? that's honestly, guy. If anyone out there has, is listening and they, they have a, a I'm whole telling lot you, of money, man. you know what? We 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 we're ready to shoot a pilot. Honestly, just, I'm, just right now, right now, I will write it for free. I said five years. I will write it for free. Honey Glaze, I, the adventures of Honey Glaze and Danger Cat. Yeah, the adventures, continuing adventures continuing. of Honey Glaze and Danger Cat 2.0. He's got the whole he, first season. Whole first season in my head, man. Even with your Christmas special, I got that done. Yep. We'll get it animated in South Korea. It'll be beautiful, man. It'll be something the kids will be looking forward to every year. It, it will become what? an instant family it, classic. An instant family classic. Mm -hmm. And then they'll collect them. And it'll be like that greatest, the greatest Christmas show uh, cartoon that no one ever watches. And you should go on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's Opus the Penguin, The Wish for Wings That Work. I love that. Isn't that well done? That's fantastic stuff. And it's one, of the only, it's, it's one thing I wish Calvin and Hobbes had made something like that. Mm -hmm. Pet Berkeley Brett did yeah. um, with Boone County because he, that was an under um, appreciated and under monetized and under exploited product in the 90s. Um, you know, like Doonesbury. Everybody thought it was so Doonesbury yeah. that maybe I got to be an intellectual to enjoy it. But it was like the uh, Doonesbury for dumb people. Yeah. Boone County. And for still smart people who really got the joke. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Opus was awesome. And the Santa that speaks only in rhyme. Yeah. 
is genius. It's, and it's, those ducks, those stupid ducks, the ducks and oh, Bill the Cat, Bill the Cat who's still perpetually stoned and baked yeah. and walking into garbage cans and everything. Yeah. And it tears you up, man, at the end. It's got it's again, it's like Aquaman. You get a tear in your eye it's, and you go, Is Aquaman a Christmas movie? It is now. <laughs> Just put a Santa hat on him and I'm buying it. It is now. I'm buying the whole okay. thing. It All is right. now. There is a great responsibility at hand. This could be the defining moment for multiple civilizations, millions of lives. The future may be determined by our actions, yours and mine. We're really on the other side of the looking glass now, aren't we? Another uh, preview that we saw in another trailer was the uh, the newest one for season two of Star Trek Discovery. Bearded Beardles. Spock actually Bearded has a smile. Spock with a smile. With yeah. a smile. Now this is this is a thing. Spock actually does. If you watch the very first uh, Star yes. Trek pilot, which was yeah. where No Man Has Gone Before, which they they yeah. recut into the two part the Star Trek episode, the Menagerie. Menagerie, right? But right. the pilot's available. You can watch it. if you've got the DVD or whatever. You can, you can find right. it on YouTube. The, the original pilot is available. Uh, I actually saw it. I oddly enough, I saw it with Gene Roddenberry. No, Gene Roddenberry had uh, a black and white version of it that he would bring to universities you know he would he would do wow. kid lectures and i i was actually there he i my brothers and i went and we, we saw him he taught wow. he gave a talk about star trek and he showed us the, the pilot it was black and white wow so, in the 70s that would have made my head explode uh this was actually just after star wars actually because the guy who was introducing him said uh we're bringing in uh, gene roddenberry he's the man who created uh star wars <laughs> like you didn't know, yeah. Like you didn't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like if, and and if Gene comes out. If said that to you, he created Star Wars. And, yeah, like that would and, be a geek and, riot. And Gene comes out and he says, "We won't tell him." Yeah, and they all knew. Yeah, we, they we all laughed. That was that was geek culture before there was geek culture. So yeah, we so there. so yeah, we you know I, that was and, a birth, man. And and you know my my we actually talked to Gene Roddenberry and it was wow. But, but, oh my head, my yeah. head. So oh, my head. I this was where I first saw the pilot, and now one of the things that. That happened in the pilot. As if any, if you, if you've seen it, and of course, they, yes, there's yes. a color version now that you can get on video. Yep. If you have seen it, you know that Spock at one point smiles at at Captain Pike, and you know, the humming those humming uh, leaves with, with the humming leaves, you know, and and, and and he does actually give some wry smiles every now and then. So it's like yes. so, so that's this in this trailer where it's like, is that a smile I see in your face, Mister Spock? You know, and it's like you got to think, well, why you know why doesn't Spock ever smile when when Jim Kirk? Right, became captain. Right. You know, it's like, is there something going on between Spock and yeah, Pike? Yeah, you know, yeah. is there like so there's a special relationship between Spock? and I think Captain so. Pike. A very young ensign. Like, so did that mean did he smile in the academy? Yeah. Did he yeah. just become more gloomy as time went by? You know? And it's like, like what well, is it? Just the reaction to Jim Jim Kirk? Is it? Is it? Is it? You know? Is it? Is it? Is it Bones? You know? Is there somebody right. that's making him miserable? Right. I don't know. Or and is I he mean, just more? Yeah, he's more mature as a Vulcan, and he's tough. Yeah. Being and of course, it, people people sort of say, well, what you know, if if Spock has a half sister named Michael Burnham, right? Why wouldn't he have ever told anybody? How come we? This is the first we've heard about it. And it's like, well, duh. You know, if you had a hot sister, would you tell Jim Kirk about it? Right, right, no, because exactly. you don't want your captain banging your sister, man. <laughs> I say I never thought about that. I was thinking, well, she did shame the family, but then she redeemed the family. Yeah, and and so, it's so like, okay. no, there's there's only one reason why Spock would right, tell right, Jim Kirk right. that he has a hot sister. That is brilliant. You know, I'm going to use that like, from now on in my patter. Yes. Yeah. My discovery patter. I've added that now, that little yeah. factoid. Anybody asks that, well, you know, Kirk didn't want him banging his sister. Because yeah. you know Kirk brags, right? He likes to talk about it over a game of three-dimensional chess. Yeah. When he kicks your ass at three-dimensional chess and you find yourself playing strip chess 
three-dimensional chess with him. Like I saw a cosplay picture that I posted yeah. where it was a girl Spock and a girl Kirk. I, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, they're playing three-dimensional chess, and the girl Kirk, uh, Spock is ready to take off her shirt, and their <laughs> yeah. boots are already on the ground. Yeah, right. and, and, so and you know that the Kirk is cheating. Yeah. Right, that Kirk's looking at her going, all right, baby, go ahead, yeah. right? And and it's a little creepy when you think, okay, those were boys to start out with, but why as girls does it not make me feel so weird? It actually makes me tingle. Yeah. It's like with Sailor Moon. I never saw, I never got Sailor Moon because of the Tuxedo Mask, right? Yeah. He wears a tuxedo, he wears a mask, his name is Tuxedo Mask. He even has a puppet of to himself yeah. as Tuxedo Mask. This is like the so, the most basic Superhero. Basic. Like oh, he's lamer than lame. Character. He throws a rose, but he does nothing. Yeah. It's like they say, you never did anything. And he, and he goes, I'll see you later. Goodbye. Yeah. Right? And he disappears in the night. Right? He does nothing. Yeah. Um, but that's what it's like. It's like tuxedo mask. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely lame. Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, we were talking about Star Trek. Star Trek. And why didn't I mention tuxedo mask? Because you we were talking about the... Uh... The Star Trek cosplay, why is it that... You know, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Thank you. Sailor Thank Moon, you. although Sailor Thank Moon, you. honestly... Oh, Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon. They did a live stage show, right? Yes. But they put a girl as as Tuxedo Mask. Okay. Changes the whole show. The, it's now a show of beautiful lesbian love yeah. in space mm-hmm. with space girls and Sailor Scouts in cute outfits with a girl in a tuxedo with a cape and a top hat and a mask. I yeah. get it now. Now it makes sense to me. And and suddenly it's all relevant. It all makes sense. It's all relevant. So yeah. a female tuxedo max changes the whole thing. So it does. Yeah. Same thing. When you've yeah. got a female, you know, Kirk or Spock changes the whole story. I can see that. I can't see Kirk and Spock going all Brokeback Mountain, but I could see female Kirk and female Spock. Well, no, there, going there, has, been, there um, has been a lot of fan fiction that, that, oh that my has God, gone with there, anything. I, I think Captain America and, yeah. and the Winter Soldier are the most yeah. uh, um, homoeroticized, mm-hmm. as we say. Which is fine. If that's what floats your boat, that's good. I'm, I'm, hey, I got no problem yeah, with that. I hey, got no problem with that. I'm, just saying, I'm not going there. That's yeah, right. I'm not going there yeah. because really. Nevertheless, the, the Star Trek Discovery Season 2 trailer is yeah. you know, incredibly cinematic. Very you know, big and, and, and you know, like special effects heavy. And, and, and you've got like Harry Klingons. Love the minor characters. Like those two girls at the helm, mm-hmm. the navigator and the, and, the, and the helmsman. Yeah. They are their gold. They picked a good that the, the black girl and the one who was in on the original ship that got damaged. Yeah, got that metal plate in her head. Yeah, um, they are gold. They're well, going to they be are. so good this year. They're like they're like uh, Chekhov and Sulu. They're they're, they're that's right, the, right. You know. Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, Captain of course, Pike, of Sh- course, Sh- oh, Anson Mount, Cullen Bohannon. You've seen um, um, Hell on Wheels. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is one of the great shows of and, all and, television history for Anson me. Anson Mount is fantastic as Pike. You know. He's so good as Pike. Yeah. And I love it that after he played a thankless role, really, as Black Bolt in The Inhumans, yeah. um, where he had that one like, goodbye, brother, right, that brought the whole moon down yeah. um, with his voice, um, that he got a, a good shot like this. And really, when you saw him get onto that, that teleport onto the bridge and you realized he was Christopher Pike in the yellow shirt, yeah. you just went, oh, okay. I went like that. Come on. Yeah. Right? I have a bigger man crush on him than I do on Jason Momoa. And, well, you know, you know, I'm, you know honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm never happier than when I'm watching Star Trek. I mean, I, I even watch the Star Trek fan films. I'm so, you know. Axanar? Axanar? Actually, no, the uh, Star Trek continues. They had a... Um, okay, okay. Oh, that one, yeah. Where the, they last, the, last two, two, the last two. The last two. The one for Adonis. They did with the guy that was originally right. played Adonis. That's right. Yeah, I remember but that. They did, the last two episodes of that, they had to stop because Paramount basically said, you know, guys, you got to stop. So You're getting but, too good at this. Yeah, but the last two episodes were written by Robert Sawyer, Canadian science fiction writer. Hugo wow. winning science fiction Oof. writer. Robert Sawyer. He wrote the last two episodes, which basically bridged the gap between the original series and, and the first movie. 
And wow. How do you, it, how do you, like, how does he get that good that he gets connected to that, right? Like, how they he find just him? wanted to, I don't know how, it's just, they, he wanted to do it, but they, they do a fantastic job. If you, and you can watch it for absolutely free. Just go to Star Trek Continues. Right. Right. Star Trek Continues, it's on YouTube. Uh, just watch it. It's, you know, I mean, and the, well, the, the cast, the passion. you see the other passion. actors playing Kirk and Spock and all that, but, right. but, yeah. but the, the writing is fantastic. I mean, you know, cause it's and the effects are good. I've watched a few of them. The effects are good for, yeah. for what you get. I mean, it could pass on television to this day. I mean, it's, you know, it's as good as a Xena warrior princess or a Hercules that was on in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it could be a continuing series. Yeah. People I mean, would, there are, there are some it. stuff that, that, that fans are doing for just on YouTube. You know, it's like, you know, we'll just right. do, you know, I mean, when, you know, all of us who are, you know, halfway creative and, and into film would have made like a little, little film when we were little, a little student film, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and this is like, you know, these guys now are just like, they're, they're blowing it up. They're huge. You know, they're, well, because they've they, they got stuff. the tools, man. Yeah. Like I said, same thing, Aquaman, James Wan always goes back to all this stuff. When you got the tools, like Calvin's first role of movie success, the highest, higher the concept from Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. The more full retard you have to go in the execution. Yeah. And James Wan went, I got a hero that lives underwater, and he's a water superhero. I really got to sh- go all nuts for this. You know. I got to show Atlantis bright and beautiful. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got to got to give you something more than you expected. And he does yeah. with the tools. And it's the same thing. Anybody now can do that kind of thing, like with the movies and stuff. Like I, Steven Sonnenberg, I was looking at the hundred hundred best movies this year. I was kind of reviewing, and th- for this, the first year, there were about twenty of them. I had no idea even existed. Mm-hmm. And there's this James Sonnenberg one called Unsaid or Unmade or un- something about a woman who's in a mental hospital. Oh, okay. um, I saw the preview for that. Yeah, Claire Foy. She yep. was in The Crown. And she, she's got a stalker, and she gets herself committed to a mental hospital to get away from him. But she may be, he may be pursuing her even there, or yeah. it may be all in her head. And it was all filmed on an iPhone 7. That's right, yeah. It was, right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. edited together, and it looks like a real motion picture. Mm-hmm. And, and Sonnenberg is a good, good director. I mean, he's made some good movies in it. In his time, very idiosyncratic director. I mean, you got to really be into him to know his stuff. But the fact that he can do that and edit it and and create something like that on an iPhone. On an iPhone. I mean, I've got iPhone. you know, I, I got. I've got tools. that in my. I've got an, two iPads sitting beside me. I could make that. I know. I, I know. It's like when I was a kid, I had to. I had a super eight movie, you know, and I and I yeah. I had to send it away to get it developed, and I had to cut it wow. all together. I have enough tools in my in my phone. You did that? You made that you leap. Know, and instead, you know, I'm I'm just on Facebook. I always wanted to make that leap because, like, I made my own little podcast, like, when I was, like, 12, 13 with a double cassette deck. Yeah. I used to, like I told you, I used to tape um, shows like uh, Happy Days, mm-hmm. and I would do interviews with Fonzie. <laughs> right, cut them in. Yeah. Because there was this guy in the radio who did, did this song where it was Jaws when Jaws came out, mm-hmm. and he was interviewing the shark. Yeah. And the shark would answer him with song titles or songs. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, like, what what message would you have for all the swimmers this summer? And, and he would do, why can't we be friends? You know, like he'd do that that, yeah. that clip. Yeah, and it would be like the shark was talking. Right. And that's a, that really got in my brain, right? So I would make these this little show uh-huh. where I would play music and I'd interview and I'd put the clips together. And I interviewed Fonzie. Or if it was a, a – a, I did a Johnny Carson one once where I was interviewing Johnny and I'd use his jokes, you know. Like it was it's long to make, right? Yeah. For like ten minutes of footage, mm-hmm. but I even like I even submitted it to. They had the on the base. They have this. Um, uh, they had this one station, the base station. Yeah. Where they put up these signs of things, and they had a camera that just panned back and forth. Mm-hmm. So you could read these whatever they put up, like what snow day or garbage pick or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But they would put the signs on a wall and this camera, and it would just run. Or they put on bad shows that people did, like when the nursing home would have from Brandon, and they, you know everybody gets dressed up and they play those little bells. Mm-hmm. 
and they're all 80 years old, and you know they've been practicing for a month, but not well because they three people died in that month, so they lost a couple of the big bells, right? And all the women are making like the same sweater for people, and you could tell the guy that got recruited last minute because they didn't have a sweater that matched for him, but they needed somebody on the big bells. It's insane. But they would show it on the station. And I submitted my little radio thing, to hoping they'd put it on. But they said, well, it, we don't you know, take uh, submission. You know, they gave me this all this yeah. bullshit, right? Yeah. But I knew it was gold. It, it was just the gold. Man. They it were the afraid that I would evolve down. into a – yeah, the man, the base man keeping me down. <laughs> the base off man. his badass – well, he's base man, base <laughs> man. <laughs> and keeping me off his military station, right, like I was some kind of threat with my hippie ways and my, my interviewing Fonzie, who was a rebel to begin with, right? So I should have seen it, right? And on a base, you know, a, a guy like Fonzie, he would yeah. never fit in. He would never follow the rules. He was a rebel like me. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's why they kept me down. Military base, big on discipline. Yeah. Big on following rules. Big on change. Well, because you, you don't want your parents to get in shit for things you did. That's true. Right? You don't yeah. want the cops to know your name. <laughs> Even though we still rode our bikes after 9.30 and the, 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 the steam whistle went off and we had to be in our yards because mm-hmm. we, were, we were under 16 Mm-hmm. Baby, I'm 15 and a half. I'm riding my bike after midnight. And you can chase me all you want. One cop car on a base with, you know, they know where we're going, right? We think we're so smart. You're, you're a wild one. Oh, I was. I was a rebel. Yeah. You're like, you know, what are you rebelling against? <laughs> what do you got? What do you yeah. got? Like Lisa Simpson said, what do you got? Do you but got? she's showing that toothpick. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I'd be. So yeah, great, great. It's starting in January. Um, Star Trek Discovery. First season was awesome. Again, I do feel sorry for people who just don't get it. It's not their Star Trek. I can see that. It's a little more fancy and modern. Your Klingons are different. But, yeah. God, you go through that that whole arc. It follows you around, and it comes back and creates a beautiful, perfect circle yeah. that makes everything right about the Federation. Mm-hmm. When you've got an alien captain who's become captain tell you that we are the Federation, we do not believe in the no-win scenario, you know, he's drank the Kool-Aid, too. Mm-hmm. that I've drank, and we're all Federation. We are the Federation, and science is fucking cool, right? right? And That's somebody right. could say that, and it's, Cadet Tilly could say that it's, to me. Yeah. Gold, man. It's, it's gold. the power of math, people. Yeah. yeah. No, the power of math, math, people. That's right. And I, and I feel sorry for people who can't see it for free like we do. I do, too. Like we do and I understand Canada. they're so um, hurt by what they've seen done to Star Wars and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I rarely talk Star Wars with anybody because it's the closest thing to my heart. I mean, I won't even argue those those things that anybody does mm-hmm. because I'll just walk away, even though it's it's something I really like to really get into somebody with and mix it up. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars, I never want to be it ruined for me because it, it's just it is one of the closest things to my heart. But then so is Star Trek. So I can live I, I can live in a world with with both and I can live in a world with next generation that is not again. It's not it's not perfect. It didn't start perfect. Mm-hmm. But it sure ended pretty close to perfect. Yeah. And Discovery didn't get per- is not perfect, but it's pretty damn close to perfect. Yeah. It reminds me of all the ideals that Roddenberry uh, championed, mm-hmm. and what what you do when it when nobody's watching you when you're in an alternate universe with your special ship. That's what really matters. Yeah. Like, do you give in to the the place you are and become as bad as your enemy, or you try to convert your enemy? And again, they used what what the Klingons believed. They under, used an understanding of Klingon behavior to stop the war. Mm-hmm. They gave one Klingon the ability to kill all the Klingons, mm-hmm. and that, poof, I can destroy your planet with a, with a button push. Yeah. So now you're listening to me, bitches, because I've been listening to the Federation. And you know what? They might have a few good ideas. I like our ideas. I like eating our enemies. I like the blood <laughs> wine. Right? I enjoy the headbutting. But 
Boys, <laughs> 25 of us families beating on each other. We're worse than gypsies, right? <laughs> we're never going to have my big fat Klingon gypsy wedding because it's not going to happen if we don't get our shit together. And that yeah. is beautiful. Understand your enemy. Yeah, it's, exactly. And, and anyone who doubted that that crew had, a, had a, some kind of mindset that was – they had their story, right? They knew right from the beginning where everything was going. It wasn't like Lost where they were writing it on the fly yeah. and hoping that they'd figure out eventually how all, this great, all these great ideas come together. But this one went well. And when I, look at, when I look at the clips from the next one, it looks like they're integrating a lot more humor. And Mount can certainly handle the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, he can deliver the serious. He's got that air of authority and that kind of folksy style mm-hmm. that Cullen Bohannon almost had. The way he can kind of reach out and shake Saro's hand and say, you know, the best way to, to jump into a cold stream is get right in, right? Yep. He used to cool the stream, jump right in, and he's got those folksy things. But you know, when it comes to it, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna pull out all the stops, and he's gonna be Captain Pike. And we're gonna realize why the, the Federation reveres him. You know, even though he's a vegetable in a, and why they break the only uh, rule, they, the only death penalty they have in the books, is to go to Talos, right? That's right. And they take him back there the because only, he owns. He's so valuable to the Federation. Yeah, they'll only do that for Captain Pike. That's um, right. So yeah, very excited. Looking forward to that. That January. January was meant. Yeah, yeah and it's nice that that yeah. we have those things to look forward to. Stand up, everybody! Look alive! Say, come on, come on, come on!
This has been a COC production.